Welcome to Gaia's Consciousness Podcast, expanding your mind and spirit. Learn even more at Gaia.com. Watch interviews, movies, and original series created to empower the evolution of consciousness. For more information, visit GaiaPodcast.com. Your journey begins here. Today we're talking about the human riddle. Because truly, how can you know what you're capable of if you don't even know who and what you are? The human species is a mystery to us. All of our modern science, all of our advancements have led us to the place where we're still not agreeing on what consciousness truly is. In some ways, the very instrument we're using to answer that question is consciousness itself. Meaning all the tools and the technologies that we use to answer these questions are technologies to peer directly back into ourselves. We are the mystery. All the way down to the human body and the language that it speaks to us with. Yes, it does speak to us and it speaks through our human behavior as well as our spirit, which doesn't speak to us directly through our body, but really read between the lines of all the behaviors that we display through our entire lives. So let's begin with the body. Why is there no manual? Why is there no guidebook to tell us exactly what this language of the body truly means? And I believe it's because we are not a commodity or some product that comes with some kind of owner's manual. We are a riddle we're meant to seek the answer to our own existence. Our body is always speaking with us. We have chemical messengers that are always going through our bloodstream. We have electromagnetic impulses going through our neurons. We have postures that we hold. We have behaviors and movements that we display. And all of this has very valuable information for us, but we typically don't listen to it and we outsource what this riddle is. We outsource our questions about this language to the doctors and the scientists that are out there today. And one reason why I believe that modern science is missing a huge part of this puzzle is because they are only looking at the averages, the numbers, the measurable spaces of what the body is saying. So if you go to the doctor and they tell you, you have too high of cholesterol or too high of blood pressure, what does this really mean? What is it saying? Because what is normal for me may not be normal for you and vice versa. So to truly get at the heart of the human riddle, we need to go deeper than just science. And this is why today, to answer this riddle, we need to bring into question who we are and why we're here. So let's hear from Neil Kramer in The Initiation to a Mystical Life. The physical world is a phantom, a holographic representation of something else. Nothing can be taken at face value. Nothing can be taken as it is. At its very core, the essence of life is mysterious, mysterious by design. The mystery is the teacher. The mind can be programmed by ourselves to encounter the world more accurately, more openly. So Neil Kramer said that the mystery is the teacher. That's very beautiful. Because when looking at the body and the mysteries that it presents us, just the outer form is the beginning 
or the tip of the iceberg. If you were to open up the body and take a look at all the different compartments, all the different organs and components, all the different cells, all the different life forms that are in there, the systems that come together in harmony so we can have this experience saying, this is me choosing to be here, making these decisions right now. It's truly incredible. And we also have trillions of bacterial and fungal cells inside of our body that have DNA that is not human, but they still influence us. They still speak with us. They add to the overall language of the body. So what do all of these components in our body have in common? The language of chemistry. Let's just take a look at a chemical compound. Chemical compounds are many different elements bonded together in a configuration. And this configuration is much like a key. It fits into a receptor site that our body is equipped with. These receptor sites only allow those chemical compounds in. And when they do, they unlock biological processes within us. Now let's go even deeper into chemical compounds. Because if you see all the little elements that make up that compound, every one of them has an atomic weight or a resonant frequency meaning a pitch or a tone that they hit. But since there are many elements, these are many tones happening at the same time, structurally bound with one another. This to me sounds like music inside the body. When a symphony or a chord is struck, the body changes its composition and goes into different modes, if you will. But what makes the peaceful balance of our body go haywire? I believe that it's our modern lifestyle and the stressors that come with the type of society and culture we live in today. These stressors are things that our ancestors never had to deal with. These are stressors like being in the car, in traffic, late for work, or the fear of losing our job, or not having enough money, the fear of not being a good enough parent or lover or human being. These are simply perceptions they're not real threats, but our body still responds in that way. So let's go deeper. How do our perceptions truly affect our body? Let's see what the experts in the film Emotion have to say about this. Now, when we react to conditions in our life, there is an emotional component that begins to create chemistry in our bodies because the body is interpreting an emergency situation. Whenever you see something, because the brain works in pictures, there's a response to that image of the sensory impact. If you hear a sound that sounds dangerous, your body, your brain will create an emotional molecule to get you to respond to that. And so the mind does its work very, very quickly. And based on the data that it is receiving, it forms a truth about the present memory or experience. Based on that truth, it comes up with a thought that tells the self about that memory or experience. And based on that thought, we generate what we believe is the appropriate emotion to match that thought. And as a result, our heart rate increases, our immune system suppresses, we become more anxious because we're not in our fullest potential in the moment. The core of every symptom, stress, and disease are emotions and memories, traumatic perceptions that are buried in our subconscious mind. So I want to remind you what the host said there. He said, if we're not living in our full potential, then our immune system is compromised. Meaning baseline health, 
that standard that we would like to have throughout our lives comes from living to our full potential. So why is this not the case today in modern society? I'm going to give you an example of a modern stressor and compare it to an ancient one. Let's imagine somebody almost gets into a car accident. They're fine, but they need to pull over the car and process what's just happened. These tiny little adrenal glands on top of our kidneys start pumping out a chemical compound or a song called adrenaline. And what this chemical does inside the body is it shuts down all the biological processes that do not need to be there for us to fight or flight. Now, this is a natural response. This goes all the way back to the gazelle on the plains being chased by a cheetah. So the response is very unique and is very specific to having this fear that we almost got injured. But what happens and the distinction between the gazelle on the plains and us in the car is that the gazelle, assuming that it gets to safety, will go into a tremoring state. It will begin shaking its body until it's done and then it'll get up and move on. Why does it do this unique dance? Sometimes we see people tremoring and shaking after a scary incident, but it doesn't always happen. So let's take a look deeply inside the body at what's happening when this gazelle goes into that tremoring fit. All of the adrenaline that was pumped out into the body, into the tissues, begins to move itself. Because of the shaking, it starts to process, move itself into the bladder, where it can be eliminated from the body. But if you're simply sitting in your car and you choose to call someone or drive that 15 minutes home and talk to somebody and process it intellectually, this may be good, but it's not processing what's happening to the body. The author Bradford Keeney wrote a book called Shaking Medicine because he noticed that not only would animals go into these tremoring fits to help the health and the balance of their body, but he would also notice that tribesmen and shamans within tribes would enter this tremoring state so they would actually enter their mind into an altered state of consciousness. In this state, they were able to bring back information for the healing of their community. So this is very peculiar. This is an ancient method of healing. Gaia.com lets you explore over 8,000 films, documentaries, and original series. There's so much going on in the unseen world. Hidden truth. Why in the media today? They still seem to hold back on these incredible stories. Behind an unknown universe. Where science and spirituality all come together. Gaia.com. Content you can't find anywhere else. For more information, visit GaiaPodcast.com. If we look at modern exercises today, such as Total Release Experience or the Trauma Release Experience, TRE, you'll notice that involuntary shaking is what happens when the body starts to take over. Some intelligence just hijacks our decision-making and the body starts to tremor and shake on its own. And what seems to come from this is a healing response. But then ask yourself, why do we need specialized practices when this is what our ancient ancestors and the animal kingdom does naturally? And I believe it's because we come now from a very sedentary society. At no other time in history have we ever practiced the posture of sitting nearly this much. We do not move like our ancestors did, 15 hours for food, 10, 11 hours squatting, we do not move through lush, dense environments anymore. 
Our environment is very predictable, very flat, and we barely move within it. This has massive consequences to our body and our health. Dr. Stephen Mann said, Today's children are the least active ever and face a ticking time bomb of health issues that puts them at serious risk of having shorter lives than their parents. That's an incredible statement. He goes on to say that movement has been stripped out of modern living, meaning generation inactive, as he calls our youth, are driven to school and fed a staple diet of sofa play and screen time while being starved of outdoor activities. Now that I've mentioned some of the issues and the problems that we face in our modern society, I want to tell you that the solutions could not be simpler. My favorite practice is an integration of body, mind, and time. When we integrate the body and the mind together over a period of time, this is truly no different than all the movement modalities in the ancient practices, as well as meditation, and they all still exist today, and they're just as powerful. So let's start cracking into exactly how much the body can influence our chemical composition and our true potential. A social psychologist named Amy Cuddy did a TED Talks that revolutionized the way we look at how we hold our posture. If you see behind her, there's a runner that must have won this race because his arms are up above his head in victory pose. We're familiar with this pose. We see children do it when they feel accomplished, when they did something that they're proud of. We also see people stretching with this posture to come out of their seated posture that we adopt so often in this society. But what she found was truly remarkable, that just two minutes of putting your arms above your head changes your entire chemical composition. Testosterone, the confidence-boosting hormone, raises. Cortisol, the stress hormone, lowers. And testosterone allows for people to feel more confident in their allotted space, feeling like they can speak up and truly be who they need to be in that moment. This is incredible that two minutes of a posture can cause this kind of a change in our body and in our minds. Now let's take it deeper. You may have heard of Botox, this injectable toxin that plumps up the skin and smooths out wrinkles. But you may not have heard that it's being called the other anti-anxiety or the other antidepressant. And it's being called this for a very unique reason. Because this toxin has been known to paralyze key facial muscles. So the people who get Botox cannot show the expressions or the emotions of happiness, joy, depression, or anxiety. If we're not able to use these muscles, then the body does not respond by changing the chemical composition, putting you in those moods and those emotions. Meaning, our body and the way we use it can literally make you happier. But what does this say about fulfillment, our greater life's purpose? What's the pose or the posture that allows us to feel fulfilled? Well, I don't believe that it actually comes from our body. I believe it comes from our spirit. I believe that spirit is much like the narrator of the story of our lives. The one who has a higher perspective on who we are, what direction we're heading, and why we should end up where we're going. But spirit also has a good understanding of how our inner world affects the world around us. So now let's take a look at a show called Missing Links with Greg Braden. 
a Gaia special as he dives in to tackle that question. In the original texts, the Aramaic translates to ask without hidden motive and be surrounded by your answer. Be enveloped by what you desire. And those are the key words, be. If you are being surrounded by your answer, if you are being enveloped by what you desire, it means that you are having the emotional experience as if those things are already present. And this is a very, very powerful concept. There is a huge difference between working toward an outcome and beginning as if that outcome is already present. Think about this. Think about it for your own healing. Think about it for your own relationships. Think about it for the abundance in your life. If you are asking for them to be present, it means they are not present now. If you are giving thanks for what already exists, you are claiming that it is present in this moment, you are changing the biology of your body, you're changing the chemistry of your body as it interacts with your physical environment so that that reality may be present. Remember, the field is a mirror for what we claim to be true within. So what Greg showed us there in that clip is that deep within us, our inner nature knows how to be the change we wish to see in the world. And that this ancient scripture in the Old Testament mirrors what Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. Don't simply wish for it, be it, live it. And in this way, as we've seen before, the chemical composition and everything about the body starts to reflect what we would like to see in the outer world. And it literally starts to become just that. But why don't we use this gift? Why have we lost this gift to time? Well, if you look at our modern society today, we are in the business of pushing nature out of our habitats. Any nature, such as plants or animals, even the people that live within these groups are domesticated, living on a societal form of terms rather than the wild teacher of nature. So what are we losing by living in this modern society in the way that we do? Are we experiencing a mass forgetting a collective amnesia? Because truthfully, the body is speaking to us. Spirit is speaking to us. And they have ancient, very important messages for us. But if we've forgotten how to use it, then we're not able to tap back into the messages that have been left by all of our ancestors and all of these scriptures. So I've been mentioning a lot today about how modern lifestyle stressors are unlike what our ancestors had to deal with. And this is true, but what am I really saying here? Should we throw away all of our advancements, try and return to hunter-gatherer times, live purely off nature, go spear fishing, throw away all of our technology? Of course not. This would be silly. What we really need to do is honor all the advances that we've made as a species but we really need to respect where we've come from. And let me put this to you in a very scientific way. Author Chris Kresser, a functional medicine practitioner, wrote a book called An Unconventional Medicine. And in that book, he said 
that only roughly 5% of our DNA has updated since hunter-gatherer times. What does this mean? This means that we are holistic creatures. We need to respect our forward progress, but we also need to respect where we've come from and why we are here in the way that we are today. And if we do this, we'll truly understand how to listen to the body, listen to what it's saying, and listen for that thing called spirit speaking to us in between the lines of all the greater things that we do in our lives. Now I'll leave you with a challenge so you can actually employ what I'm talking about and feel the changes in your life. So the first one was from Amy Cuddy, lifting the arms up above the head for two minutes. Do this in front of the mirror. Take a look at your posture as you do it. See if there's any asymmetries. Try and even them out. Try and breathe naturally and find a way to enjoy this next two minutes, which might get a little intense. And as you do that, as it comes to a close, softly bring your arms down, regulate your breathing, close your eyes, and just feel what kind of difference that made. While you're in front of the mirror, you might want to try smiling for a couple minutes. You might even notice that smiling inauthentically produces much different change than smiling very authentically. So try to give your most authentic smile for two minutes, and then again, stop. Meditate on how it actually changed the way you feel. And the best body-mind-time integration tool is meditation. So I would advise you to meditate every day because this is one of the most important body, mind, and time integration tools that we have. It's the best way to answer that question. Who are we? What is the human riddle? And if you do this every single day until I see you next, you will have linked your body and mind that much more, which is going to be very important as we set off on this journey to discover our deepest human potential. Thank you so much for joining me, and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Gaia's Consciousness Podcast. Learn even more at Gaia.com and watch interviews, movies, and original series, all to empower the evolution of consciousness. For more information, visit GaiaPodcast.com. Gaia. Watch. Belong. Transform.